Hello and welcome to Diverse and Inclusive Leaders. This is the show where I speak with the most inspirational and thought-provoking leaders of today and unearth their unique stories of diversity and inclusion to help inspire, educate and motivate others to make the world a better place. Today, as a very, very special podcast in celebration of National Mentoring Month, I have one of my favourite people, frankly. His name is Herman Stewart, and he is the CEO of Every Child Needs a Mentor. He is a leading specialist when it comes to mentoring, and his mission is to enable every child in the UK and worldwide to access high quality mentoring that will really equip young people with the necessary skills in life as they go throughout their careers. We're going to be hearing a huge amount today from Herman, not only about his personal career path, which I can tell you is very, very interesting and colourful itself, (laughs) but also all about why each and every one of us can be looking very hard at mentoring as a strategic priority to get us where we need to be when it comes to our careers and our organizations. Welcome to the show, Herman. Oh, wow. Leila, come on now. That kind of intro, you know, that was so articulated. You know, you're just lining me up. Yeah, I'm so glad to be here. I'm so grateful to be on the podcast and just, you know, thank you for you know, the kind words as well. It's always great to talk, always great to connect. We always go off piece, you know, but I'm really glad that we're going to be capturing this moment and us just really connecting around mentoring and our passion so forth. I got so excited that I ripped my microphone out, Herman. (laughs) It's a a good sign. (laughs) I'm leaving that one in. Um... It's good. It's good. From one podcast to the next, you know, these things happen. You know, we just have to, the show has to, has to keep going in it. So, yeah, good. Absolutely. And oh my goodness, I'm so excited. Uh, I know you say what an introduction and you're, you know, as usual, very modest and, and have a huge amount of humility every time I speak to you about what it is that you've achieved. But, you know, I wonder for those of us who don't know uh, you as well as I do and have had the pleasure to get to know you, obviously, in, in, in depth. I wonder whether you could tell our listeners a little bit about your journey um, or finding okay. your path as the title of your podcast is. How okay, did you yeah. come to be where you are today? Wow. Wow, it's 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 a really eclectic journey, as you said, very interesting, very colourful. I mean, when I was starting out, I wanted to be a footballer, so I was very privileged to end up playing for Great Britain school, you know, school boys, you know, played with alongside Paul Scholes um, in the under-15 teams. I mean, for those that know Paul Scholes, he's like a legend, ex-Manu player. Um, and we was in the same squad when I was 15, and that's what I wanted to do. But then, you know, I feel like I just, I just lost my focus because, I mean, being young, you know, interested in life and different things and, and got injured as well. And, and that kind of just changed my aspiration. And then I became a, a, a recording artist. So I was a part of a group, we was the first group in, 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 in Birmingham, you know, from where my, my locality to release a long play. That was when things were called LPs. It's way before MP3s and downloads, you know. Um, and very fortunate to open up for some of the biggest artists in the world at that time. You know, artists like Buster Rhymes, Wu Tang Clan, 
um, been been on um, Westwood's Radio One radio show, been on MTV, been very fortunate to, to, to go to New York and go in the offices of Motown. It's been, for, for me, I've really seen so many different things, been very privileged to really advance in my career um, and being around some of the biggest artists in the world and, and, and so forth. And I just really had a, a life-changing moment. You know, when I had my first daughter, that was like, it was like a bombshell. It's a positive bombshell, but it was like, I just really realized I need to get a sensible job. You know, it was like, okay, I've always been a dream. I'm always chasing an aspiration. Um, I mean, music, football, two of the most difficult um, um, industries to, to be successful in. And I've been successful in both, you know. And for me then, it was like, I didn't know what I was going to, what I wanted to do, because I never, from I was seven, I was playing football. Um, but at that point in my life, I discovered counselling, you know, it's like really weird, <laughs> you know, it sounds like, how did you go from there to there? But I discovered counselling and discovered um, I was passionate about doing counselling. And then from studying counselling and going through all that, that, that stuff. And what was very powerful about studying counselling is my lecturer said, um, one of the first people that you need to counsel is yourself, you know, and he's like, whoa. So it was like hard to my sleeve going through the process and going through certain aspects of my life, which was very interesting. And then I discovered mentoring. You know, it's very funny. It's the people that you meet in life. So when you say about your, your path, um, it is true. And on my path, I've had great people that have been there to support me and great people that have just said things along the way. And I had um, someone said, you'd be good at mentoring. So then I went and studied mentoring and then that's when everything started, you know what I mean? And just really engaging young people, being very successful at transforming young lives and see the power of mentoring and the power of being able to see young people turn around from being able to just give them time and, and give them your heart. So, so yeah, that, that brings me to the world of mentoring and then, you know, all of it. I'm sure we'll talk about more of it as we go on. Oh man, it is just such an epic story. I I really love hip hop and Buster Rhymes, and I'm so tempted to be like, "Come on, please, Herman, would you would you uh, give us some lines and, and 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 do a bit later for us?" That is just brilliant. And whilst I know we shouldn't stereotype at all, because obviously you and I are in the world of diversity, inclusion, belonging, equity, and everything mm. like that. Mm. What a what a dream. I mean, that is like, talk about a cool kid, um, you know, in, in early days, you know, footballer into hip hop, sharing a stage with, with Buster Rhymes. That is just so, um, that is so cool. That is so cool. What a, yeah. what a way to start out. And, you know, I, I, I think, you know, interestingly, I'm sure those diversities of experience and, um, you know, the rich and, 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 you know, eclectic people that you've met along the way have all had, you know, a bit of an impact into, you know, where you find yourself, obviously, today at the helm of an organisation that is all about mm. giving back and all yes. about, um, you know, really influencing, um, you know, the youth and the future, future leaders, mm. ultimately. And, you know, just dipping into a piece that you mentioned there, if you don't mind me asking, you mentioned counselling. I think, mm. you know, this is something we absolutely, in particular on Mentoring Month, should be talking more about, yes. 
eliminating the taboo. I see a counsellor mm. um, to this day. I really think that it is something that people should do and speak about more because mm. there's absolutely nothing wrong with it at yes. all. In fact, yes. it is a positive. Now, I wonder, yeah. you know, was there a point that you were at in your career or, or maybe in your younger years, perhaps, that, that you almost, I don't know, you, you kind of did, did you run into challenges? Did you run into to kind of trouble almost yeah. or, or yeah. think, hey, I'm going in the wrong direction here. And it was, you know, almost mm. spun round by that, you know, meeting with yeah. the counsellor, meeting with the, you know, the light bulb moment that was, you know, mm. hey, do you know, I can do yeah. something with this mentoring piece here or if I had that when yeah. I was younger I would have been different yeah I mean to tell the truth and, and it's very good that you've brought this up um because when I when I was speaking about you say it's very cool and the story is very cool and it's true but at the same time um I, I, where I was brought up I, I brought up in a place called Handsworth in Birmingham and, and back in the 90s people would have known of Handsworth it's a very serious place there was a lot of gang and warfare, there was a lot of fatalities, you know, Answorth's a little place in, in Birmingham. And it was, you know, I think one of the climaxes was that when it ended up on, on the 10 o'clock news at 10, you know, and, 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 and there's a lot of serious things that have happened. And there's a lot of things that I've seen, you know, I've had friends that have passed away, you know, some have been murdered, some have been, you know, they've died from, different causes do you know what I mean so in a sense growing up I've always had the challenges around me you know and coming from a family and, and at times it was difficult you know um I had a single parent is a smart my mother brought so knew my dad but the, you know they broke up when I was quite young and that kind of impacted me anyway and just having the at times having low self-esteem as a young person and I think that it's through me doing like a lot of writing. Writing has really helped me because, you know, when you're writing, it's like, it's very introspective. You know, it's like if people write poetry, they're, they're, it's like they're rehearsing their inner world and they're thinking and they're being able to work through their thoughts. So that is what really helped me a lot. And even in the, the community, I never, I never got involved in any of the gang groups or anything because I was like ghetto fabulous. I was, you know, I was cool. Like people, I knew, I knew most people from different sides. I knew everyone, you know, and we, we all knew each other before all of the gang warfare started. We were always young, playing football together and so forth. But I knew people as a baller, so they knew me as I was, a, I was on my way to become a professional footballer. You know, so it's like I would be celebrated in, in the ends, as they would say. And then when I was a rapper, it was like people wanted to be my friends because they wanted me to either rap with them or they wanted to be my video or, or so forth. So in, in, in my growing up, I did see challenging things when I did go to study counselling. It was like I was going through counselling, you know, and I was... I made a commitment that when I went into the council to study counseling, that I wouldn't go in there as an artist. You know, I'd never, it was like kind of like coming to America. I never told anyone of my identity really. I was like there and I just wanted to be a student because for a part of my life is everyone just knew me as an artist. And I was like at times struggling personally. And I was like, how come no one's really like asking me about how am I, you know, they're asking me about my, 
my work or when you're on radio next time or when's your next album coming out or when's this or when's that but people weren't saying how are you as a person how how's things for yourself so I would say that I did go through those different times I did go through different challenges especially when I had my daughter I think that that was a it was like one of the greatest times in my life but it was kind of a low as well do you know it was a low in the sense of like I weren't where I felt I was going to be I thought I would have been more successful by then. I thought that I would have made my millions by then. I thought I would have had the security that I needed to be able to provide for my child. And I didn't, you know, so it was kind of like a low. And at that time as well, I engaged with personal faith and that helped me. And me really going through that transition, I really akin it to like a caterpillar going in a, going in a cocoon and coming out as a butterfly. And, and the other side of that was the butterflies, like the mentoring world and, and, and me growing and becoming connected with this is what is my passion. Wow, Herman, what's really heartwarming about speaking to you is the way that you articulate with emotion and feeling and passion what it is that you do and how it's made you feel is so incredibly powerful. That caterpillar becoming a butterfly and ultimately finding your journey through not only some of the different challenges and even, you know, you mentioned there in a very short nutshell, so many different pieces of intersectionality almost, you know, the, mm. the single parent family, the being a, um, you know, parent of, of a, a daughter who I'm sure, by the way, is incredibly proud of her father what, for what he does amongst with, you know, the, the, the huge increase, um, you know, ultimately in terms of social mobility from, you know, I don't want to say where you've come from to where you are now, but being candid about it, we all know there are more deprived areas, obviously, than there are others yeah. in the world. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, Thank you so much um, for, for sharing that, you know, just, you know, really powerfully articulated, um, really powerfully articulated. And I think, um, you know, when it comes to words, I, I, it definitely resonates with me a lot. I, I, you know, if I ever lie awake at night thinking or worrying about things, and I think, you know, in particular, given the current climate, a lot mm. of us are feeling pretty anxious, you know, a lot of us are feeling yeah. pretty anxious, feeling we could do with, you know, a, a, an arm around our shoulder, could do with maybe a mentor, could do with someone to help mm -hmm. and guide and support us, yeah. is, you know, writing one's feelings mm. down or even just letting that stream of emotion come out into, you know, what could be creative wisdom in your case or, or be hopefully useful writings that can then benefit mm. others. And I think what, what you're saying and, and why I feel it's that's why to me it's very important um, concerning mentoring, you know, in the sense of I believe that mentoring creates the equality of opportunity because, you know, I don't I don't I, I'm not really shy about it. I've come from a challenging background. You mm. know, that's the reality. And I wouldn't say it's something that people should feel sorry for me about, because to tell the truth, it's been one of my greatest gifts because it's in those environments and in those challenges that you develop resilience. People that think that you can go to a classroom or go online and do a lesson and that's how you study resilience, that is very secondhand. If you want to really study resilience, it's you have to have trials. You study resilience by going through things that come against you and you overcoming them. So a lot of times it's all about how you perceive these situations. And for me, I always had a dream 
I had a dream in my heart from I was really young, before I even knew I was poor or knew that we never had much or knew, before I knew the ramifications of that reality, you know, because when you're growing up, you're all just, you're all cool, you know, white, black, Asian, we're all friends, we're all playing football or we're riding on the bike, you know, back in the day, some people be riding on their choppers or riding on their grifters or, you know, we were all just from the same area and we was all just growing up. But then as we started to grow, then I started to see that there's some things that I never had that others had or things that I wanted that that, 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 that others weren't necessarily giving me. But I always had a dream in my heart and my dream first was to be a footballer. So I was traveling, I'm going to where I'm going to, do you know what I mean? And I'm, I've got the gift, I've got the talent and, and I was, I was great at football and then it turned to music. So then it's like the dream inside of me, the vision, it's always there, like this inner picture, like I'm traveling to get into this place. So that dream, so even the environments that I've been in have not really been anything that have stopped me from progressing. If anything, they've helped to propel me because I have seen all these different life stories and that has helped me to be able to understand people in a more effective way. So even though I can be in the boardroom that I'm in now, I can be speaking to like partners at multinational companies, or I could be the CEOs, or I can be, you know, I've been privileged to go to Windsor Castle and be on the Queen's grounds and be around certain people. I still know who I am and I still have my street smarts and I still know how to deal with different all types of people because the reality of it is we're all very similar we're more similar than different and that's the real challenges my successes my defeats all of those things give me greater empathy and greater emotional intelligence to be able to connect with other people it's incredibly insightful because i do truly believe that leaders the best leaders, I should say, and the most inspirational leaders of the future will be leaders who lead with the heart. And mm. I don't mean that to sound twee in any way. It's quite reflective in a way of, of what you're saying there is the fact that emotional intelligence and emotional resilience as well, of course, um, you know, it's something that cannot be replicated by any machine, by any kind of digital advancement, um, you know, within this modern world, um, you know, it really can't, or I, I don't know, maybe one day X Alexa can manage to get it down to a T, but right now it's not the case, you know, it no. is... Um, it's something that cannot be replicated and it's something that, you know, is not a physical thing. It's something that you feel, you feel it deep down inside. And I think when you feel those feelings of, you know, elation or, um, you know, whatever it might be, that understanding, that empathy, that human understanding of other people, you know, it makes a huge difference. It's, um, you know, they say it, uh, it doesn't. It doesn't matter, matter what you say or what you did or where you were or, or, or wherever in life, you know, but people remember how you make them feel and, mm. you know, and they take that with them you know, as yeah. an impact. So I, I do truly believe, um, you know, that the leader of the future will be um, heart and emotional intelligence, you know, mm. led um, and centric. But, but Helen, talk to me, um, because I'm fascinated with the mentoring side as being a, a, a real strategic uh, priority. Um, mm. Now, you know, you in your life uh, as your, your caterpillar, you've now become your, your fledgling, colourful, um, <laughs> vibrant and exciting. Your, <laughs> your, your vibrant, confident butterfly <laughs> are out in the world owning mm. it 
Yes. Speaking to organizations, supporting the youth, marrying mm. those two things up. Why does everyone need a mentor? Why is mentoring critical to mm. the success of our future generations as a business priority? Because let's yeah. make, make no bones about it. You, know, you look mm. at businesses' CSR initiatives these days, and there's always, it's nice to do nice things, and it's right mm. to do the right thing. But at the same time, mm. It's a strategic business imperative. Yes. It's a double yeah. win. It's yes. a great for the wider society, and then it's a great for for business. Mm. And I, I feel it's really about really harnessing the power of mentoring because when you're talking about mentoring, for, for, for the reality of it is, it's about people. And it doesn't matter whatever business you're in, you're in the people's business, you know, you're in the people business, whatever, whether you're in accounting, whether you're in uh, manufacturing, whether you're in AI, whether it doesn't matter whatever you're in, you're working with people. And the more effective you are at working with people or discovering what makes their boat flow or discovering what sets their heart on fire or how do you incentivize them or how do you make them more productive or perform more effectively, that is all important that you have great insight into people. And really, I feel a lot of people don't understand that if you utilize mentoring as a strategic objective, it impacts your DNI, impacts your CSR, impacts your learning and development, it impacts your emerging leaders, because leaders, like you said, rightfully, um, around those of the future are going to be around their heart. Um, it's, it's true. And, and leaders that are very emotionally intelligent and very aware of how to get the best out of people are the type of leaders that people want to follow because it doesn't matter if you've got the title of a leader you're not a leader if no one's following and if people are only following you based on your role then they're not going to be they're not going to be going above and beyond because they're just going to be going to their job spec but for me I really believe it's like I got a saying and it's, it's around working with young people is that if if you win their if you win their hearts they will listen to you but if you win their if you win their mind if you win their minds they will listen to you but if you win their hearts they will follow you and the reality of it is is that a lot of times you've got to get people to do what they don't want to do so they can have what they do want to have so the compact the 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 the, the, the compact imperative of encouraging someone's conviction get into their deep motivations of who is actually this person is so important so when we look at mentoring it's about using mentoring as a strategic relationship development tool so if you, if you, even if you get rid of the word mentoring and just think of it this is a strategy to develop relationships you know, if you want to develop diverse relationships, if, you know, you're more effective at listening to people or you're more effective at, at reading between the lines, you're more effective at understanding that there's something going on with that person and that's why they're not performing. That is key. So when you start thinking about people being able to utilise mentoring to future-proof their organisations, you're thinking about pipeline, you're thinking about future talent. And when we start talking about the generation at hand, the millennials and the Gen Zs and all the different Gens exist, 
they are interested in organizations that have got purpose. If your organization lacks purpose, your organization lacks a desire to make a difference in society, you will be picked to the line by organizations that are congruent and authentically caring about the people they serve and their potential clients. So when you start speaking about mentoring, it's about utilizing mentorship as an attractive tool to your organization, because I'll give you a quick example of that. There's an organization that we're working with at present and we've trained some of their professionals to become mentors and they're about to start mentoring in a school. We're managing the whole relationship where I did, we've identified the school and we've done all of that and we've trained the people and we're doing their DBS. We're doing everything to help support their development. The co-founders of that organization, they wanted to do mentoring, not just as a CSR obligation. They were adamant that it wouldn't just be that, that to them, they see that they're a growing organization there and they've got big ambitions and they recognize that their people have to grow as well and they care for their people. That's why they're doing the program. So they're looking at mentoring as a leadership development tool. So it's not a CSR tool. You know, it will impact CSR outcomes, but it's a leadership development tool. And I was speaking to the chief of staff recently and what he said is the, the people that have been applying for their... For their um, for their roles in the interview process a few of the people have been mentioning our partnership they've been mentioning that you work with organize you work with every chinese a mentor i'm glad to hear that because that's a type of organization we want to work for so that's like a quick example of the power of when you're doing the right thing you're thinking of the future thinking about mentoring thinking about impacting young people that people they're very interested in that and so that's where it's, it becomes a, a strategic out, a, a outcome or objective because it's helping them with their recruitment. Hey, Herman, on podcasts, I've been trying more to challenge mindsets and beliefs. And at risk of not doing that, I'm going to agree with everything. So I'm like literally agreeing with everything <laughs> that you are saying, you know, and it is true because I can't actually think of anything that I would challenge when it comes to what you have just said. Ultimately... Mm. Good leaders, good organizations realize that the people actually are their organization. They're not even just mm. part of the organization. They yeah. are the organization. Yeah. You look yeah. at it in terms of strategy, which is, you know, fascinating from what you said. You know, it is those people are the assets, the assets mm. to that organization, for that organization. And future generations of leaders won't stand for organizations anymore it's not mm. how it was, you know, even yeah. a decade ago. Now we've mm. been through, you know, you know, more digital transformation than we ever have within the last, um, you know, six months to a year. Mm. Everything even more so is all over social media. Mm. It's online. You can't hide from, yeah. you know, what those within the organizations and those that work with the organizations really think. Mm. And it's much, much harder, I, I do believe, to cover to cover lip service. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I, 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 as you say, you know, it is, you know, it's that strategic development, people, 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 future pipelining talent, investing in that because mm -hmm. the people that are, you know, perhaps now at the top of organizations, a very, very, very different world to those who are entering, you know, entering the world of digital work and not just aspiring to, but insisting yeah. upon mm -hmm. organizations that truly believe 
care and invest in their future mm. development and progression. Yeah. And, 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 and the reality of it is the world has changed. The world has become much more social. Social media has made that happen. So, you know, if you look at just the way that people communicate now socially, the way that even people market their products now socially, the way that people engage with influencers, it's, it's, really, it's really people-centric. So if your organization is a building-centric or it's your brand-centric, people sense that they feel it and it's what I really love about working with young people and that's why I feel that mentoring is a very powerful experiential learning development experience because if you can mentor young people <laughs> listen if you can mentor a teenager and they've got no you know they don't need to listen to you because you're their boss you, they, they don't need to listen to you because of your role. A lot of them won't really care. It's if you can get the best out of them, if you can help them to navigate their path, if you can get them to set goals and achieve them, if you can hold them accountable, if you can utilize those skills, you can utilize those skills with adults. And that's why it's a powerful tool because when, when I work with young people, I mean, more now, I'm the mentors, mentors, I mentor mentors. But young people are very authentic. They're not politically correct. They're honest. If they don't like you, you know. If they don't feel that you're being authentic and sincere, they know. So I, the reason I've given you that example is because I feel society is like that now. I feel business is like that. Like the needs that exist now are even greater, especially with COVID, with mental health, with well-being, the impact of employee, employees and what's going on in their homes, you know, their, their children being impacted, impacted by schools. And your, your staff have got much more needs to be able to be connected to humanity. So when we start looking at mentoring as a strategic objective, it's making sure a lot of people are in isolation now. So there's a there's a lack of community that used to that used to exist where a lot of people will be in an office and they would have that kind of camaraderie and that kind of rapport with people. Now more people are at home. So it's like there's a different need that people have. So when you start saying there needs to be a greater sense of well-being or a feel-good factor. You know, if you've got your staff and they, you know, they become a part of a mentoring program and they mentor your people, they're getting something back. They're getting that, you know, that ready break feeling, you know, when the ready break man like glowing and is, you know, it's like that feeling of they feel they're doing something. So it's, it's you're taking care, if you're taking care of your people, you're taking care of your profit, you're taking care of your planet, you're taking care of, the, the, the people that can become a part of your organization in the future because it's also brand it's also brand awareness so it's it's so strategic it's 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 even better than a lot of marketing that people would do you know because if you're being marketed for improving young lives people that don't really care about your products they care about young lives they care about the fact that something's being done to improve young people. So that can be like something that could draw them to you because it's that example with this organization that we've been working with. They're a data organization. You know, they do data for big financial services and they are really, I mean, they're, they're flying. 
and their, their, their employees, quite they're very bright. Some of them have studied in Berkeley. Some of them have studied in UCLA. You know, they're very bright and they want them to be well-rounded. But a lot of people are not interested necessarily in data unless it's data on your phone. You know, I'm, I'm running out of data. I've got 10 years. But because of their mentoring young people, when I'm putting out posts on LinkedIn or, or so forth, lots of people are like following it because... They're like, that's a great thing to do. So there's so many different aspects why it's beneficial. Herman, wow. Wow. I, I want to make sure that we squeeze in a couple of little lightning round questions um, okay, before cool. we close Good. off today. Yeah, let's go for it. And hopefully also make our, 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 our well, our, our wait and see dot, dot, dot <laughs> special announcement kind of situation. <laughs> but, but, but I got to ask, and, you know, again, I'm finding my saying, myself saying, I agree, I agree. I, I, I think there has never been a better time than now for organizations and for people really to step up to the plate because this is the society in which, Everything you do is watched. We can tell. There's no, as you said, with the kids, there's no pulling the cotton wool over their eyes these no. days. You know, there's more <laughs> smart, more tech, digital savvy than ever before. But, but I got to ask. I'm, I'm got to squeeze into these lightning round questions, Herman, because I'm also mm. really curious myself to know. But I wonder, hardest one first. Mm. What's your secret to success? That's a big question though. Um, and, and I think that it's quite easy now for me because I've been on this long path of discovery and, and journey. And I feel the secret to my success has been, it has been my personal faith. That's been a big part, but it's been me accepting me, me embracing who I am, you know, and my flaws, my successes, my positive attributes, my negative attributes, uh, my ethnicity, um, the context of the world. And, you know, sometimes it might not be fair or whatever. Just accepting all of it and embracing it and recognising that I am me for a purpose. And there's only one me. There will never be another me. And I need to maximise my time that I've got on this planet, that I leave it a better place then how I found it when I came. So for me, I feel success has been that I have seen that I am Herman. I'm Herman Stewart. This is me. There was times when I was young, and I shared this, you know, I shared this here and there. When I was young, I couldn't stand my name. You know, I was like, I don't want to be Herman. Do you know, I wanted to be John or what's to be Peter or Simon or, you know, like the common names that everyone is aware of. There's nothing wrong with those names. It's, it's, it's just, I wanted to be those names and I was Herman and I was getting you know people say Herman the German and I would get teased when I was young and I didn't want the name but the more that I grew up and the more that when people mentioned my name you know when I was like doing football when I was doing rapping like they knew it was me like there's only one me in a sense of in my generation or my locality or so people know me and I've really grown to just love the name you know but that's been a journey so that's why I said it like now it's a bit easier for me to answer that question because 
through my journey, there's a lot of time when I had low self-esteem or, you know, I never felt good about a lot of things or I looked at things in a negative way that compounded negative feelings on the inside, you know, or even negative thoughts or my mental health weren't that great because I weren't processing things in a way that was productive or fruitful for myself. But as I've grown and I've started to see like my weaknesses and my flaws and me, when I start to mentor, what has made me very, very successful at mentoring is because I know that everyone has got issues. Like I've got issues. Everyone, it don't matter. I don't care if you're a CEO or a CIO or COO. I don't care if you're, I don't, it doesn't matter who you are. You could be a lister in Hollywood. You have got some kind of issues that you're trying to work through, whether it's your issues as a father, as a mother, as a husband, as a wife, as a partner, as a son, working through your background, working through your backstory. You've got something that has impacted you when you was young and you're still probably trying to work through it now. And I realise because I've got them, I realise we almost have them. So when I mentor, I mentor with that kind of vulnerability and transparency to say, it's not just you going through that. We all are going through it. You know, I'm a father now, father of three daughters. My first daughter that I talked about at the start, she she's 20 now. She's studying to become a, a corporate barrister. That's her aspiration. And I'm still trying to work out being a good parent. You know, I'm trying to work out how do I uh, be attentive to my children's needs that they are not overlooked while I'm, I'm here trying to work towards saving and encouraging the generation of young people that exist, that my children should be overlooked. And, 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 and I'm trying to work through those balances. So I feel my successes, my secret to it has been that I've been honest and authentic, I would say, and I'm transparent and I'm an open book here. There is only one Herman. <laughs> <laughs> and, and finally, very last question, I promise, is if you could go back in time and give the young Herman any advice, or indeed someone who's going through a challenging situation, you know, maybe they don't know what to do yet mm -hmm. in life or they're, they're in with the wrong crowd, what would you say? And also, why should people stay tuned into news okay. that's coming next? Okay. Okay, well, what I would say to the younger me is it's so important to be a friend to yourself. Love yourself. You know, be kind to yourself. Don't be hard on yourself. Life's hard enough. I would just really speak to say, the reason I say that is because I, I, I know the voice that's been in my head from I've been young has usually been critical and it's been challenging or it's been, it's not been encouraging all the time. Do you know what I mean? Like whether that's default, whether that's how I felt about things, whether that's the environment I've brought, I don't know whether that's just um, a part of my personality. I don't know, but I know a lot of the things I've said, haven't been friendly to myself. Do you know? So I would say, but I'm in this place now that I am. Do you know what I mean? And through my journey, I've accepted and embraced and enjoyed and so forth. So I would say, you know, be a friend to yourself. Encourage yourself. Don't be too hard on yourself. Give yourself the room to make mistakes and everything's going to be all right. You know, just, just stay on the path. So that's what I would say to, to myself. And um, the second question, you say, you know, why people should stay um, tuned 
uh, because we have got a real big announcement that is going to be coming out soon with, you know, every Chinese mentor and Dial Global. And it's, it's, it's a game changer. It's a real game changer. It's something that's really going to make a massive contribution towards society. And it's going to really be something that's going to impact many lives and it's going to be very inspirational. And I'm so excited about it. I mean, I mean, Leila, on, on, on the real, I am currently, you know, when I come off the when I come off the podcast, I am working on on, on, on the details and, and 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 all that kind of stuff as we're talking. So I'll be pinging you over something soon anyway. But we are about to really do something very special. So keep watching this space. Oh my goodness, I am so excited. And Herman, first of all, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. It has been a joy. It always is a joy. I'm so pleased that I met you, generally speaking, in life. Um, I'm so excited about our partnership. I think great things are going to happen. So um, I reiterate what you said, Herman, and watch this space, dot, 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 dot. Um, And what I will say as well, because I always do a a very brief summary, of course, this is a very special podcast for National Mentoring Month. It's been an honor having you on the show, Herman. Mm -hmm. Some of the key real learning pieces for me have been, well, there's been many, so I'll pick a couple here, is I just love the piece about resilience and almost really challenging and changing this mindset. Um, The great thing about you, Herman, is you never see yourself as a victim, even though you've been through these challenging circumstances. You Mm -hmm. take those circumstances, you turn them on their head, and you Mm -hmm. make sure that you master that resilient mindset. Mm -hmm. And I I think that's been almost like the interweaving thread throughout the the podcast, which is, you know, obviously for National Mentoring Month, is taking Mm -hmm. responsibility, being Mm -hmm. resilient, responsibility for your life you are in charge of your own destiny some of us are born with more challenging circumstances and it's important that you seek the help and guidance there's no shame Mm. in that actually it's a massive benefit however Mm. you are in charge of your own destiny Um, Mm. you know whether you're an individual later on in your career the time is now whether you are you know growing up as a you know up in the early stages of your career you know the time now is to really take control and expand yourself you know but Mm. I always feel positive when I speak to you Herman it's kind of like that that you know when life knocks you down situation (laughs) um, you know don't blame the world we all have hard times we want to share those you want to be vulnerable but Mm. roll with life roll with the punches use every blow as a fuel for the fire um you know that almost like makes everything stronger you know i won't repeat all the pieces around mentoring strategic priority but i i will say this is there are literally no bad things through anything to do with mentoring as a strategic priority i think the learnings are Mm. you know they're 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 inch deep and they're mile wide you know they are absolutely you know broad um, as you possibly can get because it's applicable to every single every single level you know in particular as we see um, you know CSR DNI initiatives and purpose-driven organizations really drive to the forefront so you know Herman thank you again for joining Um, you know I I encourage you all to, to check out every child needs a mentor to stay tuned to 
some exciting news that will be coming uh, your way soon by way of partnership. If you want to check out the show notes and obviously listen in on Apple or Spotify, please do do so. Visit us at www.dalglobal.org forward slash podcast or you can visit every child needs a mentor as well and we'll put all of the details into the show notes at the end of today's show my name is Layla mckenzie dallas you've been listening to the diverse and inclusive leaders podcast show with herman stewart um, every child needs a mentor every person needs a mentor um, we can't wait to see you again soon but in the meanwhile stay safe and catch you again very very soon